Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Dig Deep with Raji, the podcast where you hear personal life stories beyond the surface. Today's episode is all about dating with no attachments. Today's guest is a very fascinating woman who has many layers to her. Her name is Balraj Gill. She's known as a foul mouth spiritualist on Instagram and YouTube. Do yourself a favor and follow her. She speaks from the soul and her energy is contagious. I've become a huge fan of hers already just from interacting with her for a few hours. She currently offers classes on how to grow your spirit and expand consciousness. Message her directly if you're interested to learn more. So here it goes. Enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to an episode of Dig Deep with Raji. This is going to be a very um, exciting conversation. We're just, you know, free flow. Yeah. And I got my sister here, who is the first uh, episode. Janita is in the house. <laughs> Hi, um, everyone. How you doing? Great. Good. She's going to be my co-host. Um, and we're just going to have an open dialogue about, you know, life, love, um, the journey of dating. And I've got a really special guest here. Her name's Balraj Gill. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good. So, you know what? Let's just get right into it. So, tell me about your journey. So, this is interesting because we were talking earlier about Janita's podcast, and this kind of bounced off of, like, your the whole divorce thing and being our age. I'm 43. Okay. So, like, let's say being in your mid-30s to 40-plus, and what kind of environment is out there and even like the guys out there with this whole online dating. So my choice of app is Bumble. Okay. <laughs> get it girl. Get it. That's what I use. I never use the other one. Cause I'm too, I like to have control and I want to be the one who decides who I pick and who I say hi to. But even before Bumble, it was always um, just meeting people Mm-hmm. either through my gym or it was mainly like just social and meeting people through the gym. Okay. But what I have found, cause I have a lot of single girlfriends and this is kind of why we wanted to talk about this too, is mm-hmm. like there's, there's this, I think there's a stigma on women that is completely unfair and the stigma engineer jump in when you want. Right. Sure. So the stigma, it felt like to me, was that guys can do whatever they want. They can go out there and they can date like three or four people and it is not a problem. Mm -hmm. But the minute that you say that you're going on one date and maybe I've done this before. I've gone on like a coffee date and I'm like, God, I gotta (laughs) go. I have to go for another day. Like I'm, I have to go meet another dude. Love it. If you do that and you're a woman, especially an Indian woman and you're seeing an Indian guy, like it's not even seeing, you're just, going on a date with them, it's very skewed. So Mm. perceptions of how women are allowed to date are very different than how men are allowed to date. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do do you have an opinion? Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, after having been married for almost um, over 10 years, um, the first time I felt that getting back into the dating scene was extremely challenging. And when looking at the sort of the platform of online dating, I always sort of credited myself before um, when I was younger, I guess. And 
before uh, my first marriage that I kind of had game and I credited myself for that. But the, the minute I got into the dating scene with online, I, mm. I so very quickly realized I had like zero game. <laughs> <laughs> and so those sort of, it really was scary to me, sort mm. of platforms like Plenty of Fish. Oh. And I think that's the one I tried because I was like, I don't want to waste money on paying for these kind of things, yeah. right? And let's see what's out there. And actually, yeah, maybe it wasn't the right one, but I think I was really scared off really quick. Mm. And so I guess my path was just, it, it ended really quick that, right. right. And because I met Jason so quick and only through friends. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I totally think the same thing. I feel like when a guy goes on, you know, dates and hooks up with girls, it's you're the man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like good for you. Like, fist pump, like, yeah, you got it, right? But when a girl does, and the girl's single, yeah. she's not married, she's not in a relationship, she is single as a bird, free as a bird, and she can do that, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, she's a hoe, she's a slut, that's not called for. No, it's so, it's, it's wrong. It's, it's so wrong. And, and this is kind of why I started doing it. So what I started, the reason I chose Bumble was because I had control like, okay. on the platform. And, and the other thing is I like Bumble because I get to decide when I want to stop the conversation too. You don't have right. like, men hounding you. I mean, these, mm -hmm. I've never experienced plenty of fish or any of the other platforms. I've never right. been on them. Okay. Only be, I've heard though, like I have a lot of single friends and it's constant like hounding. And then mm -hmm. once you get stuck in a conversation, these, this is another rule of mine. I will not get stuck in a conversation for more than like two <laughs> days. If you're, if you're interested, maybe yeah. you come to me and you make it out here to see me, even if it's for a coffee. Right. So I don't get stuck in these long, long texting conversations. I've done that before and it's not fun. It's like, okay, where you're confused. Cause you're like, where is this going? Is this person interested? Mm -hmm. So, so part of like what I started doing, mm -hmm. so I've been like, I've, so I'm widowed and I've been alone for a very long time, 13 years now. Okay. I've dated only a couple of guys. I've just been raising my son mainly in between. So I really haven't been out there, but I think like, uh, three years ago, my friend Katie took my phone, put me on Bumble. She was on the app and it was kind of the best thing that could have happened. She forced me into it. But it forced me to realize how bad my communication skills are with mm. guys. Like, how do you say hi in an open-ended way without your typical, hey, how are you? How's exactly. it going? How do you do that? It's not natural. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it doesn't flow and it doesn't feel. And you want to stand out. I wanted to be the main chick. I wanted to be the one that they wanted to come back to because they also have a feed of about 20, 30, maybe even 40 chicks that they're Absolutely. probably within their Rolodex, like going yes. around, but this is via text. And that was part of my, part of my, I had rules for myself. The okay. number one was there, no, 
48 hours can go by via texting, but the third day we need to either have a coffee and he needs to come to me. I've, I'm not going to that person. Yes. Especially right. I'm a woman and I want to be treated like a woman. And mm-hmm. I believe I raised my son who's 16 to be like, if, if you're going, if you're taking a girl out for ice cream, you're paying for it. Yeah. Chivalry still exists. It mm-hmm. does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if I raise my child that way, that's what I expect from somebody towards me who created your profile and when did you start bumble so three years ago katie my friend created my yeah bumble's a new thing isn't it new i've never heard like yeah well it's newer newer probably i don't know one of the newer dating apps yeah Mm -hmm. and so she's created my profile we were at liberty kitchen when she created (laughs) it and yeah it's how many glasses of wine did you have two (laughs) i remember i was on my second one and i was like fine here's my phone and she created it but it was good it was fun so i learned the conversation back and forth with guys and i learned how to be more flirty but not desperate Mm. yeah there's definitely a distinction yeah huge Men can smell desperation from a mile away, yeah. right? Flirtation is perfect because mm-hmm. it keeps them wanting more. Yeah. And right? they, they see the confidence yeah. in flirtation. Whereas if you're always that yes girl, they're just going to be like, oh, she's easy. I can do that. Well, flirtation also requires um, a higher intellect. Yeah. And you're in control. Yes, that's exactly why I did Bumble too. I I always did. That's so true. I completely did feel in control of the conversations. That's for sure. So then what I realized was like dating is effort. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, do I just want to go get dressed up, put my makeup on, do my hair, put some nice clothes on and see one person? Screw it. I'm going to make my makeup last. I'm going to make my hair last, my outfit last. I'm going to go on a couple dates. Like, like, (laughs) Get it done. Roster. Get it done. It's like Wednesday is your day where you're gonna just go for it. Morning coffee, yeah. brunch, dinner. I love it. Yeah. So we kind of started doing that, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" The more people you meet, the less attachment you have to these dudes. Like hmm. they don't control the conversation. I don't feel like I'm getting out of a date, and then because it's one person, I almost felt obligated as the nice girl to message even if they didn't to message it was really nice meeting you even if it wasn't Mm. i almost felt like it's ingrained in us you have to be the good girl you have to be nice and you have to do this but what i found when i started doing this dating roster that you don't have to do that you Mm. do not have to be and you don't owe them anything you don't owe them any and in fact it's so much easier when you don't feel obligated to reach out because if the other person doesn't it just dissolves and it's so much easier that way okay what do you mean like dating roster tell me more okay so i think every single chick on this earth needs to do this so like we talked about why didn't you tell me this earlier (laughs) Like six years ago, seven years ago? No, it's actually such a good experience and it's so much fun. So what I do is I always have about like five guys on my roster. So whether, for me it's Bumble, okay? Okay. So I mainly meet them. One guy I met at the bar, but most of them I just know through Bumble. And how I do it is 
like the first guy is somebody that I really am interested in. That's like my number one dude. The second person is that guy that kind of like, you know, kind of sparked my interest, but uh, there wasn't a lot of substance, but still he's cute. There's something there, you know, it's mm-hmm. good. And the next three guys are people that I'm chatting with on Bumble, but we're getting ready to like go for a coffee date. We're going to, mm. we're definitely going to see each other. So, cause the conversations are good. And what I found when I did this like five guy dating roster is a, I didn't get completely attached and ruin or like, wait like five four years or five years didn't go by on one guy waiting Mm -hmm. around for one person that didn't happen you create like this unattachment where guys don't control your behaviors because you have the next guy and then you have the next guy and then you have the next guy and if anything what it did for me was not only made me more confident in dating Mm -hmm. but it also like my communication skills how i ask my open-ended questions the flirting Mm -hmm. all of that when i do respond when i don't respond it's all kind of like a game you're in this big pond and it's just this huge game is Mm. what it is so I just kind of started playing this game but I started playing it like a chess player like I started playing strategically Mm. and honestly now Jania is my witness I usually do get all five guys (laughs) on the roster not because I'm like crazy good looking because I can communicate and hold my own the Mm. confidence is there oh absolutely yeah yeah, I mean, you know what? Like you said, you didn't start off as we did when we were, I don't know, when we were pretty much um, growing up that we were told, okay, these are the qualities that you need to acquire in your partner, right? So you didn't come in with this laundry list of all these attributes and characteristics that you needed to have to check off. Now, that list looks very different if there is even a list at all. Now it's basically looking at, as you were saying with your roster, who who can you engage? Who can you actually have a conversation that flows? Who can actually, um, you know, help you grow? Because that's the thing, right? Sometimes like when we're younger, we choose partners that we can remain stagnant with. Mm -hmm. And with people who we want in our lives in the future, you want people who are going to inspire you and also want you to grow alongside them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I see with the people that you attract now because it's a different energy that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So your roster is, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one to choose from. Yeah. Because they're all so good. They are. They really are. Yeah. So people are probably dying to know, like, there you have – the full roster right now? Like how many people do you have on this? Thing? Yeah. So I kind of like stopped just cause I was honestly, I had to, I went off and I did a deeper after since COVID. Yeah. I've kind of been deep, doing a deeper dive into my creating my spirituality stuff that I do now. Right. But honestly, right before that, so here's how, so this is right before that, this is what I had. So I have one guy whom I do absolutely adore, but we do this back and forth thing. Okay. So, okay. He, but he's my, he's my top person, but the other, like 
before COVID, but the other people that I have in my life, I still have them in my life because mm-hmm. during this roster thing, you are, you're unattached. So you can give your all to everybody. So my number one rule is you don't sleep with them. That mm-hmm. is number one. You don't go home with them and you do not sleep with them. Otherwise mm-hmm. you just mess everything up. Mm, you do. Yeah. If you give your energy to a man, they can actually take it easier than us because we're female. We receive, they'll take. Right. That's just the way yin yang, male, female. For sure. So I have kept myself like safe and in control by not sleeping with Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So what, what that does is it doesn't make you desperate. Like we've kind of talked about before. And also you get to really know a person and a dude that really wants to get to know you isn't gonna isn't gonna like question when he's gonna sleep with you. Yes. Yeah, he's I gonna he's gonna honest. stick around. Yeah. Right? Because he's gonna stick around and get to know intrigued. you. It's, it's it's the intrigue factor. And for those of you who are listening who've watched Sex in the City, her top guy is Mr. Big. It always comes back to Mr. Big in the end, right? It does. It It does. It's always been about that. You've been dancing around with the other people, but in the end of the day, we always know that Mr. Big is the one that's... Yeah, that's so true. It's totally what it is. It is totally your story. But to keep me unattached from him, playing his game and being his puppet, I had to go out and I was like, God, I can't do this. Like, I Mm -hmm. can't. I have to be my own person. I have been on my own and worked too hard to be me. And, like, just all that self-care, self-love that I've given, meditation, everything that I've done, I can't let this one dude just control how I think or my life. So that's why the other like four and that roster started and I've learned so much. And like I said, they still reach, I'm going, I'm actually going out for coffee with a guy who we went on like three or four dates, but he was so good to me. Mm. And I just said, you know, no, if you want to keep this as friends, that's, that's amazing. But he was so good. He's like, I can't do that with you. I, I just really, I can't, but we started following each other on social media and he actually just reached out to me a couple of days ago. I was like, I haven't seen you in a long time. We need to catch up. Let's go for coffee. I was like, sure, mm-hmm. let's do that. So it And you're can, open to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think also in the dating world, we have too much like, I want this. We have this list. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes me different. Sure. And will make anybody who has the confidence to do this is when I go in, I never ask them about what they do. Mm-hmm. I never ask them about their kids. I literally, I, it's not a job interview. And I actually get really offended as well. If I'm on a date and some dudes asking me, what do you do? How many kids do you have? But that's none of your business. For sure. I've known you for 10 minutes. That is none of your bloody business. So it's when you take all of that off the table is when the fundamentals of what really matters starts to actually be communicated, right? Exactly. Because we're so, it's ingrained in us from a young age. You have to ask all those questions, you know? Are they from a good family? Are they the same religion and culture and blah, 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 right? Yeah. You know what? You saying that, I was at a bar in Seattle. I remember coming, we were just finishing up at a game and we went to a bar and this guy, I can tell he was into me, right? I'm at the bar. I'm trying to order a drink. And the first thing he says to me is hi. And I said, hi. He goes, what's your last name? 
And I was so uh-huh. offended. I'm like, excuse me? No, what he said was, what's your last name and what do you do? And I, I looked at him and I started laughing right in his face. I'm like, are you serious right now? I you should have said, tell said, my dad entered my resume. Yeah. I said, I'm not entertaining this, right? I said, I'm going to walk away you now. And the whole time he kept on, he was like a stalker. He kept trying like to. a shark. Yeah. Just smelling the blood. Fresh smelling, meat. Smelling, smelling the blood. It. This and is I was potential like, for me. Yeah. Dude, back Ridiculous. off. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And like you said, like. It doesn't matter what you do, right? It it truly matters who you are at a core, like your values. It's maturity, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the questions that I normally like ask when I go in are, "What do you do for fun? What did you do last weekend? You know, just and then the conversation starts. That, right. That, and the vibe of the conver- conversation is then just like light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think men also, when we are looking for life partners, they have to have a life outside of us. Yeah. They have to have, like, what hobbies do you have? What interests do you have? If their interests involve, like, um, doing everything that you want to do and they're just mm. mimicking what you want to do, yeah, I like that too. Oh, I love that movie too. Oh, yeah, I really want to travel there too. Bye-bye. Like, yeah. you know, if they don't have their own interests and their own, you know, world views, right, on what they want in life, then that's not interesting. Yeah. But I think it takes like two or three dates to pick up on that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's fair. I, and I've seen this so many times uh-huh. where oh, girls yeah. will go on one date. My friends included will go on like one date. Oh no, I could, I, there's, I didn't have a vibe with that. Yeah. No, there's no vibe. Yeah, that's not fair. That's yeah. And the guy that I'm actually going to see again for coffee and we're going out actually maybe even like in the evening beer or something. He was, I, I knew that he was not like my vibe, but I still went and watch Aladdin with him. <laughs> Aladdin was such a great magic movie. carpet yeah, with him, right? So yeah. Who's not gonna watch Aladdin? Like, come yeah. on. I know, and we both it's an experience. We're talking about it now. He had fun. Like it's just like you just I think it has to be there there has to be less expectations on mm-hmm. dating. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Right? But if you're coming in with expectations, they're gonna let you down. Well, you're going to, yeah, they're going to let you down. You're going to be let down because instantly you're right checking those off mentally. And then you're like done your, your face. You can tell your face turns and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think one of people, <laughs> and I think one thing that people like have to remember is that infatuation, I talk about this in my um, blogs too, oh, infatuation yeah is it happens quickly it's like fast it's fierce you can't stop thinking about the person and you're like you can't even work and you wear these (laughs) like pink goggles basically where you just think this person is so perfect but we have to remember that's the ego that's not even real you Mm -hmm. don't have to see that person that's in front of you but love happens softly and it happens slowly Mm, and it's going to be the person like who is your type you Mm. don't even know because you're not letting your heart tell you who your type is you're you're trying to let social media tell you who your type is or movies or videos tell you who your type is which is which what when true soft love happens it's it creeps up on you and it totally before you even know it like you're just like oh my god You know, like I'm thinking about this person right now and that's the one person who I just want to sit and watch this movie with. And although, you know, that might not be something that was 
what you thought envisioned before, right? No, it's, mm-hmm. It might, yeah. it might, you might not have even taken a second, a yeah. second look yeah. at that person in the bar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not your type. And then yeah. all of a sudden you've like, over time, you mm-hmm. fall in love with them. Yeah, love mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. Love girls. So when do you think it's like the right time and the right date to really open up? Like when do you start telling them about your, you know, you being a widow and your pat like your your life? When do you start sharing that with them? I think it just depends on the person, really. Like some guys I haven't. Mm-hmm. They're they're too self-involved. They're, their egos are so fat and all they want to do is talk about themselves. Yes. And I just usually, I cut it short like, oh, oh, oh I got to go drop my son off at football. I totally forgot. And I'll, I'll be lying, but I just want to get out. But that doesn't happen that often. That's like if somebody's super egotistical and they haven't asked a question about me in an hour, let's say, mm-hmm. right? And that has totally. happened. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But normally, I like I think this second sometimes even the first date I always keep really small just or short sorry just Mm -hmm. in case I don't like them it's you have a coffee an hour you go for a walk and it's done Mm -hmm. but but then like if I like them the second date would be like I went to I live in White Rock Rock, so we went to the brewing to a brewing place yeah it's a little bit longer yeah I just kind of go See how I feel, what the vibe is with the mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So I know that you're a very spiritual person. Yeah. Right? Do you want to seek that type of vibe within someone else? Or are you willing to kind of welcome them in and, and teach them these things? So, no, I don't want to teach any man spirituality. Health. No. <laughs> you Hell. can swear. Okay. <laughs> you can swear, girl. Hell. It's all good. There's no rating on this show. That is not what I want to do whatsoever. So my thing is I have dated a spiritualist before and it was a freaking awful experience. It was so bad because I, there's a lot of narcissism involved in spirituality too. Yes. And I think that's just what was happening. But also I don't want to be too spiritual. Like I honestly would like to keep my life grounded. I want like, I love the friends that I have because they, they have balance between like spirituality and being grounded. And I think those are the people, those are my people. That's whom whom I'm comfortable with. They're raw, they're balanced. And mostly like when I say raw, I just mean honest. Mm -hmm. I think that is my, we all, if you really like look deep inside yourself, you're going to have that one thing that you want in another individual that is so important to you. And for me, it's always been well, there's three. It's honesty, loyalty, and nurture. Like mm, that person yep. has to nurture me. So those yeah. are my three that I kind of characteristic characteristics and traits that I look for when I'm when I'm out there. Yeah. And realistically, I haven't found that in a spiritual person. Right. Isn't that crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So this my Mr. Big person that Janina was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally conceited. Completely not spiritual. Mm values material over anything else yes but i've dealt Mr. with Big. him for four years now ah. we, keep, we have this like there but there's still regardless of that there's something that always pulls me back to mm. him and him back to me there's there's and i know what it is it's mm. that full like thing of being just completely raw and honest and mm. i adore that so it just it's what you 
what your like what your values are. I guess we can call those values. Values, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. So I remember when Balraj, you were asking me to swipe for you on Bumble because oh, I was yeah. like, "What is this friggin' That's app? Right. I've never heard of this app." Yeah. Because back when I was even my first experience ever with online was the only thing available was plenty of fish. And I was like, what the hell is this? Right. Mm. But I didn't know about. So when you told me that, I was like, yeah, I'll swipe for you. But it's interesting that the, the guys I picked and swiped for you, what did they, what were they like? <laughs> oh my God. This Do is you so tell. Funny. Okay. So this is so funny. So for me to test my own, um, like, okay, what type do I really like? And I wanted to come from my heart. So what I would do when we would go out for our like happy hours yeah. or whatever, yeah. I would give my girlfriends, open up my Bumble app and I'd be <laughs> like, Hey, you swipe for me. And honestly, like <laughs> most of the guys were picked by them that I actually went on dates with. Okay. And I started conversations. I didn't even swipe right for them. Mm. My friends swipe right. Except for like, the yeah. poor guy that Janita swiped right on. <laughs> He looked like Jason. Oh, he, well, most of them did, right? Most because of that them. was, I had projected my own attraction, attraction, right? Oh. What I wanted out of a man. Yeah. I picked all those for you. <laughs> You're like, hold on. These are like clones of Jason. Yeah. I really like Jason. I love him as my brother, you said, but I don't know if I'd be wanting to date him. Oh, mm. I literally was out with this dude and he was so nice. And he was so caring and so kind and really wanted a second date. But I was like, it's not going to happen, buddy. You look so much like Jason. I can't do You can't it. do it. Yeah. 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 But that's just having fun. I yeah. think we just need to be more lighthearted about dating yeah. and get out there and just have like a good time. Let your friends swipe for you. Don't take yeah. it so seriously. For sure. And I feel like we do put that pressure on ourselves, right? Like we all have a type. We all have a type. And we sort of typecast ourselves into that type. And sometimes when that type is no longer working, we have to figure that out and think, okay, hold on, right? Uh And I guess that leads to another question as far as being a, you know, a mother of a 15-year-old, almost 16 now, 16 now. Wow. And so I guess when that plays into dating too, I mean, you know, you always want to have men around in your life that are going to be good role models that when they are around your son, right, Mm -hmm. um, that it's going to be the right environment. Yeah, and I think that's where boundaries come in. Like I have specific, I just, I just know intuitively if if a guy's just a player or can I say Boy. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, because there's so many yes. out there. Yeah. We're dealing with them in every culture. It does not matter, mm. and it's not almost even their fault because it's so easy. Women, we 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 feel like if they buy us dinner on the second date, we have to go home with them. Mm-hmm. That is not wow. true. No, that is. Oh, no. I, I I know people that do that. I know that's a thing out there, and it is not true. Because I told my girlfriends that, like, don't. You don't have to do that, but it just gives guys more power because we feel like, like then don't, first of all, I just want to say that every single date I go on, I do expect the man to pay. You might get some backlash on this, but I'll tell you why. I, I this too. is my own, I'm creating my own reality mm-hmm. and I want a guy I have taken, I, I've been in a marriage where it was 50, 50 mm-hmm. plus I've cleaned the house. 
Plus I took care of the son, mm-hmm. my child. Plus I dropped him off at places. He was a good dad. I'm yep. not saying that he wasn't, but I did a lot more. I worked full time. I cleaned the house. I made dinner. And my Armand was still my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm not playing that game out again. Mm-hmm. So this time, the least that like a man can do is treat me to dinner. And like I can afford myself, that's not a problem, and that's not even the point. Right. The point is that that is one of my things that I do feel nurtured. Yes. That I do feel gifted. I I care if someone actually wants to pay for me. That is nice to me. Even mm-hmm. when Janita pays for me, or like when you pay for my beer, or Jason. Whenever Jason's out, she never lets us pay. Yes. And I have told do you know how many people I tell that to. I tell that to everybody because it's important and it makes. Well, that's what Katie said the first thing, right? She remembers, right? Yeah. And it's not about the money. No. It's about the principle. Yes. Right? And it's about being nurtured. And so is that rule with the first date? What about after that? Yeah. So if the guy doesn't pay for the first date, I won't go on a second. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you that. I will. I just won't. And I, whatever. If people are going to say something about it, that's totally fine. But that's just, I'm not. No. But that's what we teach our boys, though. Yeah, We've taught I our boys that. that. We've taught our boys Absolutely. that that are out going out into the dating world. Yes. That you know what? You really aren't ready to date unless you have the money and the funds to be able to afford to go out on dates. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a little story about that? Sure. So Armand, I lost my shit. But he just he told me what was this two I years ago? That yeah. That he was um going out to see his quote unquote girlfriend. He was what? 14. I think he was even younger. I think he was 13. Oh, maybe 13. Yeah. And I was not like the best mom. I literally <laughs> had a knife in my hand too. I was chopping vegetables <laughs> and I was chopping vegetables and I'm like, I will cut the person. <laughs> like who, what? Cause I'm a single mom. I have been for a long time. Right. So he just kind of backed off and he was like, Oh God. Okay. Okay. Mom's getting jealous. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. But you need to make sure, go up to that blue little piggy bank of yours. Mm-hmm. You better take out your quarters and dimes and nickels. Because if you're taking a woman, a girl, she's not a woman, they're just like teens. If you're going to take a, tea, a, a girl out. Queen. Yeah. You need to make sure you pay for her ice cream. Mm. Like whatever. Even if, yeah. even at school, if you're going to call someone your girlfriend, then you're, every time you guys go to the cafeteria, you're going to pay for her. Mm-hmm. And one of his questions was, well... Well, when does when does she pay then? Like what what the heck? Because after a while, he was starting mm-hmm. to lose his pennies and his piggy <laughs> bank wasn't shaking as much, right? Yes. And I was just like, well, that's just the way it goes. It's just the way you have to take on that role. I, mm-hmm. I want to raise you that way. Mm-hmm. And when she wants to, and you feel okay, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Then it's her choice. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, that's your responsibility. And I know that this is like old school thinking, yeah. maybe, but right. I don't think it is because you know what? Mom does the dishes at home. Mm-hmm. Mom cooks the dinner. Mm-hmm. Mom does the cleaning. Mm-hmm. He has some chores, so. When he's older, who's going to do that for him? Probably the wife, right? There's going to be those expectations because I've, even though he's good, he does a lot around the house, but still I do a lot mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and I just, that's our dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we fair. still have societal rules, right? And yeah. 
that, you know, in some way or another, we do honor, right? Yeah. Because in the end of the day, um, you know, those roles and responsibilities in life going forward are not equal. They just aren't, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in order for, I think, for us to feel nurtured, for women to feel nurtured, there's certain ways that we do feel nurtured and being cared for and financially being cared for, right? Yeah. Regardless of whether you have the means to support um, yourself anyhow, that's not the point. The point is lost when you're when the woman is picking up the bill. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And I agree with you on that. Oh, I refuse to do saying. that. Yeah. And I never will. Yeah. So when is it when when do you get the green light to actually bring someone home? Is there like you said, you're all about intuition. Yeah, I don't. I no, just, I have, you, you know what though, but I'm not saying it's wrong if you do. I'm just saying like, I personally don't. I just have too much, like, I just, my home, I have respect for my home. I have respect for my child. I'm not saying sex is bad. All I'm saying is that mm -hmm. I feel like I have put so much, I'm like a fucking temple. I have put so much work, like yeah. meditation, all this self, like all the time, the self inquiry, all the time that I have done mm -hmm. on myself and my energy, mm -hmm. I don't want to give it to another person. For sure. So my biggest thing is I'm not going to let somebody siphon me. I'm not going to allow that to happen unless there's this, like we get this vibe and there's some sort of, um, I'm going to say love almost because that energy feels like love. Like mm. when it's heart to heart, it mm. feels like, I think people are so scared of the word love, but I think mm. it's a beautiful word. And I think that people are scared to use it, but unless I feel that connection from heart to heart, there's no way that I would let somebody in at all. When you say people are scared to use that word love, do you fall in love easily? No. Because I truly, honestly, and I've said this to my son too, I've always said there's no such thing as unconditional love. Like if you don't throw out the garbage, I don't love you as much as if you do throw out the garbage. Mm -hmm. So my love is conditional. It's not unconditional. Mm. Like I truly believe that we have expectations. I think yeah. it's a human thing. I think there's moments of unconditional love. Like sometimes I'll be watching him when he's doing his thing and he's playing football and he's working hard. I was like, ah. That's when I'm like, oh my God, that's, he worked for that. That's mm. my son. That's yeah. unconditional love. But when he's around the house everyday life, I don't love him unconditionally. So how can I love any man unconditionally? Mm. Like there has to be, it's, it's more than that. I'm going to have to get to know them and what their quirks are, what they're weird about, you know, like I have to get mm. to know more than the superficial to love. Okay. That's interesting. So my, you know, my podcast is dig deep, so I'm going to dig deeper. Yeah, it's fine. When do you give it up to a man? Honestly, I think that, I don't think there's like this, like working up to mm. it. I mean, I'll be honest with, um, who Janina calls Mr. Mr. Big. Big yeah. We were at a bar and he invited my whole, my friends had bought them a drink. My friends had bought him they have guts they're like in their 50s though so they bought him and one of his friends a drink okay and they they were really excited there was only the two of them so they came to our table Gabe he came and he sat beside me and put his arm around me and I was like oh no I didn't 
they bought you the drink. I bought you the drink. It was not me. But that's where it started. So from there, we ended up from the bar. He gave me his number. We ended up going to his house. It was only him. And then it was like three of us. Mm. But we had a great time. Mm -hmm. And... I saw him again and mm-hmm. I saw him just a few times after that, but it was there. It was like, I could see, I loved his honest. See, I keep going back to that. I think yeah. he was just like, so honest and raw, but he also pissed me off and he wasn't afraid to piss me off. Mm. And even my reaction. That's okay. Yeah. Like, Th- that creates love though. It, it, you need that in life. Now we need those piss offs and we need that controversy. We need those challenges Otherwise, I'd be freaking bored out of my tree if I didn't have somebody that challenged me, right? Yeah. Well, it just makes you stronger. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also just has to happen, like, naturally. It just – it really has to be this natural flow. It can't be – this, like, oh, my – and that's – see, this is – Built on respect. It's not getting that notch on your belt. You have to feel respected, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, have you ever approached a guy at a bar, like – I know that we've got that old school mentality guy will come up to us, but have you ever had that intuition or that gut feeling like, Hey, I'm really attracted to that guy. I'm going to go up to him. Not the gut feeling, but alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I drank enough to be like, Hey, how's it going? Let's cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) I love that. I'm getting no gut feeling really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And has it like gotten you anywhere? I think, like, I think the one of the guys that I dated, actually, I waited three weeks, almost four, to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. But we were full-on dating, but he knew what I was like. I think it was him. He he actually approached me, but then I let it happen because there was something about him. Mm-hmm. But my my gut was also like, he's a nice guy. Just just keep keep it going. Let's see where it goes. I think I followed my gut feeling with him but then I ended it after three months because it just again my gut feeling was like it's not going to work yeah and I think the only reason I bring that up is because a lot of girls are like you know I go if I'm at a like lunch date with my cousin she's like that guy's really cute my next response is go up to him yeah Mm -hmm. but they're afraid of going up to him because they're like he should come up to me well that's ego right yeah I know. See, if I found somebody super cute or hot, I would definitely, because I've had friends, like my friends are very, they're, they know what they want. They'll just send a drink to a guy mm-hmm. and that opens up the conversation completely. And it's different because most guys have not received a drink from a girl. They usually send them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a really fun episode. And I feel like, so you have currently five people on your roster? Yeah. Well, I did, but I'm seeing one of the guys again. Who's number what? This week, number four. Ooh. Yeah. Number four is getting a, what is he getting, a date or? Yeah, we're going to go out for some beers probably at the pub. Ooh. Yeah. He's the one that I went to Aladdin with, watched Aladdin with. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There you go. You never know. Yeah, Yeah. He asked, yeah, he's like, it's been a long time. But Mr. Bake's still the captain. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll we'll have to do another episode and do a little, like, uh, check in. Stay tuned. I like it. Stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a very fun episode. And, uh, yeah, it's all about love, flow, and just let it be. Let it be. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Valraj. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your stories with us. It's been a blast. Signing off.